everyone, welcome to Screen Screen on Viola. When it comes to Christmas, we need to watch good movies. So today we're going to talk about two new movies in Asia and introduce two trending movies in the world. Without further ado, let's listen to the first new movie we're going to talk about. Together, the movie. The movie combining together the series and sealed together, creating a complete edition. This version presents more of Sarah Watt's point of view in more scenes, such as the story behind their first meeting and why he said, "Keep looking at me like that, and I will kiss you till you drop." There are also hidden scenes that were newly filmed to bind the story together. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Thai movie. It's based on a TV series of the same name. It's a boy love story. So if you're interested in boy love, or you've seen the TV series, this is the movie for you this weekend. And as we heard in the introduction, there is something different with one of the protagonists, Sarah Watt, in the movie version. The main actor is Thai. And he wants to get rid of one of his pursuers. He asks the most handsome student at school, Sarah Watt, to pretend to be his boyfriend. But you all know what happens next. They become a real couple. But actually, in the beginning, Sarah Watt didn't say yes. It's because of Ty's persistence. Sarah Watt finally agrees to help. The character Ty is a freshman in college. And he dreams about having romance. I believe this is probably everyone's dream when they enter university. And it's also possible that we face crazy pursuers as well. So everyone can really relate to the TV series and the movie version of Together. I've seen some Thai movie myself, but I have to say, I've never seen. A boy love Thai movie, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think every Thai movie has at least one gay or lesbian character. Part of the reason is probably because they are more open to sexual orientation. But at the same time, sometimes Thai movies or Thai society makes fun of them, and I don't think that's alright. But I think the movie together. Really depicts the daily life of a gay couple, so just think it as a romance with two boys because that's what it is. The TV series was released last year in Thailand, and it was very famous. I've never heard of the show, but apparently it's popular enough that it's turned into a movie version. So if you're interested in A boy love movie, or you're interested in some Thai romance, I recommend you to watch together the movie this weekend. Now it's time for our second new Asian movie, Come Back Anytime. For more than 40 years, ramen master Masamoto Ueda has been serving his legendary Tokyo-style ramen to a community of regulars who are not only his customers but true friends. Wow, our second new movie this week is a Japanese documentary, and it's about ramen. What a perfect weekend to eat ramen, right? It's cold and it's Christmas. The director said that the 
ramen restaurant he filmed in this documentary is not only a ramen restaurant because his stomach always remember the ramen there. So his stomach sometimes reminds his brain that oh, it's time to go to eat ramen. After watching this documentary, you will realize that just a simple bowl of ramen can turn over your life. The director thought it's very interesting, so he started to learn about this ramen restaurant hidden in Tokyo. This is something I find the most interesting about because documentary like this may be filmed in the mountains or in Osaka or in Kyoto, other cities. But this documentary was filmed in Tokyo, so it's not that far from us. I believe most of us have been to Tokyo once or twice or more. I know due to COVID-19, we haven't been to Japan for a long time. But if you go watch this documentary, and whenever it's okay to travel abroad, you can visit the ramen restaurant. So the director presents that in this ramen restaurant, the customers get more and more when it's later, and he's so attracted by the atmosphere. He feels like he goes back to old times, to the times of the movies of his favorite directors. And as mentioned in the introduction, this place is not just a ramen restaurant. Every weekend, the owner will lead regulars from different walks of life to to visit the mountains and fields around the restaurant. While filming the documentary, the director also went to some places like Chiba or suburban fields with them to go fishing or make pizza. So it really was a very interesting experience for the director. And as audience, what we can do is go to the theater and experience what the director presents to us. It's about time for Top 007. Before we move on to the section, let's review what we had from last week. Top 3, Till We Meet Again. There were two top two last week. Eternals and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City and top one was Encanto. Now let's listen to top seven to top four this week. Top four, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this. The French Dispatch. No, I don't. Decent people. Supposed to be charming. He assembled a team of the best expatriate journalists of his time. Berenson, Sazerac. Wow, there are three top four this week. You can tell that it's very competitive and very crowded this week. And I believe you can guess which movie we're going to talk about because we've talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City several times. So today, we're going to talk about director Wes Anderson's latest film, The French Dispatch. It was picked to be shown at the Golden Horse Festival at the beginning, and then it was released at the theaters last week, I remember. All of my friends who have seen it say it's really good, and one of them even says that 
it's almost his favorite movie of all time. I personally am not a fan of Wes Anderson, but I've seen his works such as The Grand Budapest Hotel and Isle of Dogs. I think he really is an amazing director. Sometimes you don't even need to understand his movie language because just looking at the shots he presents to you, it's marvelous. And his latest work, The French Dispatch, is about journalism. So the friend I mentioned who liked this movie the most is a journalist. So I guess that's one of the reasons why he's so touched and loves this movie so much. Some people say that The French Dispatch is a love letter that director Wes Anderson writes to the journalism industry. I think it's reasonable and it's very important because just like the debate between film, like the actual film, and digital shooting, journalism is facing a very big change right now. Less and less people read newspapers or even watch TV. So the whole industry is totally different. So if you're interested in how journalism is like in French back in the old days, or you like Wes Anderson, this is the movie for you to pick this weekend. And now let's move on to top three to top one and see which movie I've seen and I like very much. Top three, until we meet again. Top two, Spider-Man, No Way Home. We started getting some visitors. West Side Story. Tonight is about family. Top one, Encanto. Why am I the only one that didn't get a gift? You're just as special as anyone else in this family. There are two new movies at top 3 to top 1 this week, but West Side Story is going to be released in Taiwan, I think, I remember, January 7th. So today, we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. I've seen it, I love it very much. I think, for me, it's my favorite MCU movie so far. And today is only a week after its release, so I don't think it's a good time for a spoiler. So today I'm just going to talk about some characteristics of this new movie. According to Marvel, this is the darkest adventure of Spider-Man. It combines the whole new adventurous elements of a multi-universe and so many supervillains from the past series. The director said that this time, the crew spent all their effort and produced this movie with their biggest ambition. No matter is the setting of the characters or the plot or the production scale, this one is much more amazing than the previous two. And just as I mentioned, besides the timeline, different generations, wait, I'm not giving spoilers because there are different generations of villains and the production scale. This one is much darker than before because this time, Peter Parker is not the superhero with positive energy that he can always face problems proactively and positively. And the most important thing is to find the solution. No, this time he's stuck. 
Talking about the darkest adventure of Spider-Man, I want to say something about the end credit scene. I'm not going to give spoiler, but I can tell you that one of the end credit scene is about Doctor Strange. I mean, it's reasonable, right? He's in this movie, and Doctor Strange Two is related to Wanda Vision, the TV series. So, in the end credit scene, it shows us how Doctor Strange Two is going to be dark. It combines the dark power in Wanda Vision. And the multi universe we're going to see in this Spider-Man movie. So I would say that Spider-Man No Way Home connects Wanda Vision and Doctor Strange too perfectly. And I'm very looking forward to maybe next week. I'm not sure if I'm going to give out spoilers next week. We will see. Cause I believe most people already know the spoiler. Of this movie, but there are a lot. I mean, there are a lot of Easter eggs I found in the movie, and when I read other people's reviews, I realized that wow, there are more that I didn't notice. But anyway, time really flies. That's all the time we have for today's show. If you like it, please share it for us, and remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Scream. I'm Viola. See you next week.